Hello and welcome to episode 29 of the One Love Art Sessions Collaboration. I'm James LJ. And I'm Crespo. And together we scour the earth looking for amazing creatives to bring to you, our listeners, for heart-to-heart discussions on creativity and, uh, and some learning. Yeah, that gap that I just I just provided all the listeners with is is our rust. We haven't recorded in a while, but um, we're excited for this episode. So Jay and I have known each other for almost 20 years. And in that time, we've had random opportunities to work together. But I think this podcast has been our first real collaboration, followed by our Troop and Possessed series. Uh, Let's bring that back, Jay. Um, But we want to take a deep dive into collaboration. And to do so, we're joined by Dave Combs or Dave Two. Uh, Dave, too, makes, among other things, art, stickers, zines, books, and coffee. His most recent zine, This Zine Has Issues, is about breaking the stigma of mental illnesses while helping others know they're not alone. And in his most recent book, Is Most Tef Step Into the Ozone with Belgian sticker artist Kidzuku. He is a husband, father, and cat man. We've been dying to jump into this conversation, and sometimes the universe sends us some wild signals. Uh, but before we get into it, or how we got connected. Is there anything else that our listeners should know about you, Dave? Yeah, sure. Um, we, uh, we, Holly and I started a magazine called Peel back in about 2003. And we were the first people to cover sticker art in print. So um, we, we published that. Uh, it started as a zine called Peel Zine. And we did it that way for four issues. And then after that, we switched it up and went full size, full color, did the whole deal. And it became Peel Magazine. And it ran for four more issues before um, the economy kind of tanked and we had to shut it down. But um, we kind of revitalized it, brought something back and did, a, uh, did an issue, a uh, special issue with... Um, that was a tribute to the original uh, Andre the Giant has a posse sticker by Shepard Ferry. And then of course the most tough um, step into the ozone book more recently. So, yeah. Um, and I don't know what else, uh, what else I might say. Um, I've been making stickers for a long time um, and I love to collaborate. So why don't we real quick, um, why stickers? Why was that your medium of choice? Well, it was inspired by the Andre the Giant has a posse sticker. Um, my wife and I went to New York after 9-11 to help out with the recovery efforts there. And uh, we were walking around the streets of New York City. And, uh, you know, it was a crazy time. But all over the place, there were these stickers. And they were they said, Andre the Giant has a posse. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm an 80s kid. So mm-hmm. coming up. I knew about Andre the Giant. Uh, He was like one of the most famous wrestlers of the time. And uh, I knew he would, he is, he had passed away by this point. So I was like, no, he doesn't have a posse. He's (laughs) not with us anymore. So it, it intrigued me. I was like, what does that even mean? And uh, so I went home after that and did some research and found out about Shepard Ferry and the whole obey, obey giant. Okay. Very cool. That's awesome. Um, so let's let's jump right into kind of today's theme and today's topic, um, which is collaborate collaborary. <laughs> Am I saying that right? Yeah, yeah that's it. like February, but starts with collab. Yeah, I, I have problems with February too. Right? <laughs> so, uh, for the past two years, um, I've done things like October, Halloween, um, 
you know, I've, I've done some collaborations with Crespo. Uh, collaboration really and, and stickers actually really kind of brought me back into the art world in a lot of ways, just getting back into it and finding that passion that for a while was kind of uh, dormant. Um, but, you know, in, in talking about what you're starting up here, what your, where your guys focus is, um, there's, there's always definitely something special about challenges and strengthening the skills and community building. Um, so why don't you kind of tell us what Collaborary is um, and what your goal is with that? Yeah, well, you mentioned Inktober, and that was kind of the inspiration for it, the idea of doing, you know, some kind of ink drawing every day. And so I kind of took that idea and just made it into doing some kind of collaboration every day. And, you know, with a focus on art, specifically, you know, visual art or stickers, um, more specifically, but um, I hope that more people will jump in and we'll see like video collaborations and uh, all kinds of like multimedia and maybe, you know, audio collaborations and all sorts of stuff to grow out of it. Okay. And, and how do, I don't want to jump ahead too much here though. So what's the, what's the kind of home base for all of this? Like artists are doing these collaborations. Um, you know, when you talk about things like, uh, Inktober and Jalloween, you know, Instagram is a huge platform for that. And then there's, you know, people reposting, you know, what is, what is the thought process around, um, taking those collaborations and making them, you know, not viral, but getting them, you know, getting eyes on them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've already been, uh, reposting some cool collabs that I see on Instagram. Mm -hmm. So it's the same kind of thing, you know, during the month of February, um, or collaborary, <laughs> Um, during that month, we'll be reposting all kinds of collabs and, you know, just helping people get seen. And, you know, um, I don't know, I, I, I don't have a solid, like, I, I feel like I have like five months before, you know, until it actually hits. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I'm trying to, I'm trying to build some like momentum and get things going and get some followers. And, um, whenever I repost a collab, almost always I pick up like a few followers, you know, cool. people that didn't know about us and from the hashtags that are in the original post, uh, people find it and, uh, like it and, you know, follow it and all that stuff. So. Okay. And why, why February, if you don't mind me asking? Well, it's, minded or? um, I tried to make it any other month and it just didn't sound right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, that makes sense. <laughs> I mean, and, you know, October was already taken. So with October, so, and it wouldn't even sound that good. Collab October, maybe, I don't know. That, that wouldn't be too bad, I guess. <laughs> uh, yeah. October is, October is packed. October is definitely October one, of the, one of the most like, like hottest month for challenges. I mean, like Jay mentioned, we did draw Halloween last year, uh, but there's also like bad guys club. There is, um, there's there's actually two versions of Drawloween, um, and addition, and then there's the Inktober, which of course is is the biggest. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, I'm I'm interested. I'm interested in. So yeah, you're five months away. We have some time. I mean, part of the reason why we brought why we brought you on is we're we're interested in in supporting in supporting you in this endeavor because we believe collaborations. It's it's a significant part in. Um, in community building. And that's part of the reason why we developed this, this podcast was for that, for us to do exactly that. Like we wanted to start building a foundation or a bridge between 
artists and their supporters, the people who love their art. And um, I, artists is a loose term because we have definitely ventured into a, a, a big span of, of creators. And because um, we feel like it's still the same thing. Like if you're making something, uh, you're sharing something special with the world. Um, but for collaboration, there's a need to become vulnerable in order to share a quote unquote canvas with someone. Um, what made you interested in collaboration? Yeah, um, back in 2003, um, we, we were, or actually it was about 2002, I guess. Um, my wife and I also, inspired by the um, Andre the Giant has a posse stickers, I, I was like, I got to get in on this. I want to make some stickers. So we made stickers to ban the font Comic Sans. Um, and they were, it was the ban Comic Sans <laughs> campaign. Um, we're both designers by, by, you know, trade. And so okay. uh, <laughs> we came together on hating Comic Sans. And uh, so, so anyway, um, I, I met through doing the ban Comic Sans campaign. We met uh, Chris, Robots Will Kill. Yep. And okay. uh, he, he was kind of kicking off the whole collab thing. I was seeing that he was, I, I can't remember exactly what year it was, but um, we started seeing, um, him doing and he like actually sent us some um postal labels uh i don't think they were 228s they were some other kind of label okay. but um he sent them to us and he had like drawn his robot on them and he was like just hit this up and do whatever you want on it mm -hmm. i was like man that's awesome you know like how cool is that like you know i'm getting to do artwork with someone that i never met in person you know and so uh, we, we hit ours up and some of them got passed on to more than one artist and, you know, multiple people collabed on the same labels. Um, but yeah, that's what got me started, interested in it. And uh, yeah, I kind of feel like Chris RWK kind of started that whole thing. I mean, you know, nobody else was doing that at the time. So um, we became friends through that, through collabing and, uh, doing different kind. We did some digital collabs later on and, uh, you know, things like that. But um, that's what got me interested. I was like, man, you know, I now I have a, another friend just because I, you know, worked on a collab together. And it is it is kind of vulnerable in a way because you're kind of putting yourself out there in a little different way. You know, I mean, I felt I don't know how to put it exactly. I, I felt honored to be, you know, doing some artwork with, you know, a prolific like well-established artist and um and then I felt like man I want to I want to make this look good you know so um <laughs> oh yeah so, yeah so there's a little bit of vulnerability there where you're putting yourself out there in a different way because you know if it's just if it's just your own label or whatever that you're drawing on or painting on you can throw it away if you don't like it right but there but that other artist has already put their time into it you don't want to like screw it up or whatever you know yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I agree. That's awesome. And we've we've actually had Chris on the show. He's uh an awesome person, awesome artist. Um, so we can definitely co-sign on, on both of those levels. Uh yeah. super, you know, well known in the art scene. And um anyone who's listening, if you haven't checked out his work, uh make sure you do so because you're doing yourself a disservice if you haven't. Hmm. Um so, but, but sticking with, with this theme, um so let's say I'm an artist. I'm interested in this concept. Do you have any any tips beyond kind of your own personal story on how an artist um, could go about 
uh, you know, collabing with another artist. Uh, it's kind of like asking, like, how do you, how does one artist make a friend? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I've kind of come up with my own, like, kind of thing. Um, and this is this only really works for digital collabs, um, but which are great, too. Um, but uh, I made a collabo pack. So it's just a zip file. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's just a zip file full of different digital assets that another artist can use in conjunction with something they already have or build on what I've sent them. And I've seen both kinds of collabs come back from that. So, you know, someone will, I'll either hit someone up on Instagram or they'll hit me up and say, um, you know, do you want to collab on something? And I dig what you're doing. And uh, then I'll say, yeah, just give me your email address and I'll shoot you this collabo pack. And uh, it will give you all, you know, all the stuff you, you would need for any of my digital stuff. And I put like a little, I don't know, not disclaimer, but like just a little readme file in there. It just had some ideas and guidelines for how to collab and, um, you know, good ethical collaboration where you're not going to like sell stuff that comes from the collab unless you check with me first. Mm -hmm. And probably I'll say, yes, go ahead and sell it. But, um, you know, it's just like a courtesy, I guess, to the to the other artist that you would uh, check in before you decide to sell something that you collab on. Awesome. Lab pack. That's a that that's that's pretty awesome because you that that's just basically saying like, hey, I'm I'm open to it um, and I'm prepared for this. And it's it is very welcoming the thought of you already being prepared that way. Um, that I guess it kind of brought to mind um, that that one still that that in that method it still requires a little bit of interaction, which is which is uh, to me I think beneficial in establishing a relationship before you start engaging in a project. But that um, but the other the ones that I've participated in or collaborations I've participated in, there's some that I've never I've actually never inter interacted with the artist where they're like they'll draw half and then you can just download from their Dropbox and then you, you draw the other half. And for me, I've always taken that as like an opportunity to work on skills. And of course, I tag them. I try to interact with them. But, you know, it doesn't always work out that way. Sometimes it does. And you build that friendship. Now you have a new person in your network. And that's really cool. I think that's beneficial in that way. Um, I would love if people did initiate um, like, a you know, draw this other half or draw this in your style. Like if you interacted with the people who who did actually respond because you're kind of like requesting that. And I don't know, that's, I think that's a little bizarre sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I think what you're talking about is an open collab. Yeah. And um, so um, that the whole most deaf um, step into the Ozone book is full of open collabs with Kidzuku. So he put out his um, most deaf logo and uh, took out the O and the concept is, you know, you put your own, take mm -hmm. on whatever your, you know, your uh, expression of art is and put it in the O space. So you're like stepping into the ozone. Ah, dope. Interesting. Got that's it. Really cool. That's really cool. You, yeah. And I you think did. that's a whole other level of collaboration, right? It's, you know, we've seen like, I do half, you do the other half. That's kind of, I mean, it's in the O, but thinking outside, thinking outside the O, thinking outside yeah. of the box there a little yeah. bit. Um, and making a collaboration a little bit more fun, right? It's a little bit different. Mm -hmm. um, and I think as an artist, you're like, cool, like I've done other collaborations, but this allows me to kind of tweak the idea a little bit and take it a step further. So yeah. yeah. Cool. 
did you run a recent uh by recent i mean like within the last year or so competition with your with with dave too yeah i did actually so, yeah how'd that go? um that went really well i got quite a few responses <clears throat> excuse me the um the cool one of the cool things about it was that i just put out a call for people if they wanted to submit prizes um for the you know for the uh contest yeah and um I got so much response. I saw that prize pack. That thing was insane. It was insane. <laughs> it was like five or $600 worth of stuff, you know? Incredible. And uh, yeah, it was great. So, and I didn't get a ton of entries, but the ones I got were really high quality. Right. So it made it hard to decide on which one was a winner. Um, Grimly Toys ended up winning. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, and I, I had to have my daughter help me decide because- I was like, man, I, I, can't, <laughs> I can't pick one, you know? That's cool. So do you think that's something that you would run back? Um, you mean do it again? Yeah. Like, yeah, maybe, or, you know, do something a little different, like give, do a different outline or, you know, suggest that it be on, you know, with like more traditional materials. Some people did do like markers and stuff. Like they printed okay. out the, printed out the day of two and then, you know, colored it and filled it in and did like clouds and stuff like that on it. But um, yeah, so I would consider doing it again for sure. Okay. Um, I think it's important that we talk about the competitive aspect of collaboration. Um, so like, let's think hip hop features for a moment. You don't want to be the weakest rapper on the track, regardless of whose album it's on. And um, I don't want to be the weak link on a work of art either. So how do you think this pushes the artwork? It, it definitely pushes me because, um, you know, I, I have a lot of respect for the other artists, typically, if I'm doing a collab with them. And there's something in what I see in their work that makes me want to collab with them. Um, and so I just, I just want to do something really good that, you know, kind of like the idea that their art plus my art equals like, you know, instead of one plus one equals two, it's like, two plus two equals eight or something. You know what I mean? It's just right. like, it's when you see the juxtaposition of those two um, works on as one work, it, it has more impact. So you want yours to look great. You know, you want whatever you put on that collab to just be really awesome. And uh, yeah, I think it is a little competitive in a way. Um, although, you know, I've never too much heard people say like, oh, my half is better, you know, <laughs> but I mean, you know, people will judge that for themselves, but um, yeah, so there is a, com a competitive aspect to it, definitely. Um, how important do you think stylistic identity comes into play when, when you're talking about collaborations? I mean, me myself as an artist, I think I jump around every few months to a different art form or a different vision and my brain kind of works crazy but you have these other artists who are very you know you know their art when you see it like it's either mm -hmm. a character or the, their lettering or um and I and maybe it's just me but I tend to see those artists more so being the ones that do the collaborations because it's very easy for them to you know quickly put their brand out there alongside someone else's brand and then people love that because they can identify both of them um mm -hmm. So how you, do you think that plays a huge role or have you seen things that are maybe outside of that scheme or? Yeah, I think there's both. I think there's, I do see a lot of um, 
collabs where you know you can pick out the artist right away you know you're like oh that's so and so and that's you know so and so but um yeah i've seen a lot of collabs like that and i th i think it does play into it because you know um it makes me think of like matchups in like comic books i grew up on comics so you know people would have their dream like matchup between two you know two different characters like i want to see wolverine fight batman you know or whatever yeah but um so i kind of like i think that for some people they may want to see two different artists collab and wonder about what that would look like you know so I think there's there's definitely that whole aspect of the stylistic like uh, characteristics of the the artwork that, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I kind of rambled a little bit, but no, I, no, get, no, no. I get what you're saying. Um, Crespo, didn't you weren't you participating in something? And I, I I don't remember the exact breakdown of the whole thing, but it was where an artist would take what was it your style and then put you up against another artist what oh right yeah so um so basically what uh this artist did was um he uh he actually took everybody's iconic character or or the participants and um he drew them in his style and then pitted oh. them against one another and like a it was it was sort of like an internet popularity competition but what it what happened behind the scenes that that uh that like all the voters and all the people who were seeing on Instagram didn't see uh, was that we were, we were talking about like the collaborations that we wanted to do. It, we were like constantly talking through the whole competition, you know, getting to know each other. So it's people from, you know, California and New York being able to interact, you know, through a group message that they wouldn't normally be able to, or wouldn't have, or, or wouldn't have made that connection. Right. So, so this competition brought us together. Uh, and it was friendly the entire time, and it was it was excellent. Uh, I'm gonna I'll share more to it. I'll share more about that information about that uh, towards the end of the episode, so that I can give people links so they can check out how that went. And he's still doing it too. Um, and uh, this was the first time he didn't use um, like Disney characters, and initially he used like like popular icons. And this time around, he wanted to try. He wanted to see what it was like. If he used artists who are on the ground level, you know, people who are just just normal people, not corporations. And uh, I think it went pretty well. I think it was an excellent way to, to do just that boost the community, show the power of collaboration. And um, yeah, that was really cool. Yeah. Thanks for bringing that one up, Jay, because that, that yeah. was uh, that was really cool. And, and that, it was just my brain going from the whole idea of, you know, an artist brand to that, which I felt was a collab on multiple levels. Right. Because yeah. it's. Um, it's, you know, you usually see, okay, I'm going to do one side, you do the other side, or we'll, we'll mesh in a certain way. But this was like, I'm going to take my own style and do your, you know, your, I, your yeah. iconic character as an artist, right? And then yeah. I'm going to put you up against another artist in some like, you know, friendly competition, which in a sense is a collaboration because the post would see both of those kind of pieces together, right? right. And essentially it was creating yeah, every time there was a post of both of those pieces together, it was its own piece, right? Yeah. Which was kind of cool. So yeah. I, yeah, I, was just I might as well say it now. Um, so the so uh, the guy's name is Enrique. Um, and his it his account is E R J U R S E L F. So urge okay. yourself, it sounds like. Um and yeah, the, the competition was called Cool Guys. And uh yeah, it was it was oh, really yeah. Good. so yeah, I saw that one. Yeah, oh you, oh, you did see that. 
Yeah. They're like those big headed dudes. Yeah. That. Yep. Yeah. 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 So some of the people that participated were, uh, were playful gorilla, uh, the 3d hero, um, uh, let's see, freaky kiss designs, fu stamps. Yeah. So it was a few people who have been around the scene doing some other kind of collaborations and work and sticker work as well. And, uh, this guy just happened to bring us all together and, uh, it was neat. You know, I, I guess, I guess sort of in the same vein of, of what you did with Peel is like bringing, like harnessing all that energy and, you know, finding a location where people can access that information. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Hmm. Um, so, so going, going beyond just that initial, um, you know, this is how I got into the collaborations and thinking about all the other collaborations you may have been a part of. Uh, what do you think you've gained as an artist through these collaborations? I feel like I've gained so much and not just artistically, like um, it's happened, especially with digital collabs where I will send a file back and forth with another artist and um, I'll see what they did, like technically what they did. Mm. So like maybe the way they layered their stuff in Illustrator or, you know, just the way they put stuff together, how they did their vectors and things like that. So I've learned stuff from other artists and it's been helpful, just like technical skills. Um, and, and, you know, we kind of hit on it a little bit before, but the like the creativity, you know, that where you want to push yourself to, to match the skills or the quality of the other artist or, or surpass it, you know, yeah. but um, yeah. So that's one thing I've gained. I've gained friends through it too. I mean, I, I know we mentioned that a little bit too, but um, there was this guy um, shock tree 87, I think is his, um, his handle, but um, he's from Russia and he hit me up and just said, Hey, I'd love to collab with you. And um, I checked out his work on Instagram and I was like, yeah, yeah, let's go for it. And he had kind of a silly goofy style that kind of matched my like goofy Dave too. Okay. And um, so it kind of worked really well. We did like three or four different collabs um, based on, you know, just how well the first one went. And then we were like, let's do another one. Okay. Let's do another one. So we haven't stayed in super close contact since then, but I just know like, you know, if, uh, you know, if it came to it, we would, uh, you know, do another one just for uh -huh. fun, you know, so. That's cool. Uh, you know, earlier on when we mentioned during the introduction that sometimes like the universe sends wild signals, like Jane and I already intended and uh, intended on recording a collaboration episode. It just so happened to be that I saw that Instagram post, you know, for collaborating. And I was like, there's no way, no way is this, like, how, like, how, how that timing <laughs> just happened. And, um, and I'm glad we, we are, you know, we have since been able to connect and, um, you know, we're excited for that project as well to participate in our own right. Um, I think when I was first thinking of this episode, when I had mentioned to Jay, like, hey, let's talk a little bit about collaboration is I, I think in collaboration, people do skip over that competitive aspect of it. And uh, I think it's like, I think it's healthy and I think it's fine to be competitive because, um you know, what, what better way than when you first decided like, oh, I want to collaborate with this person. You saw that something special in that person. You had a chance to check out their virtual portfolio and say like, oh, I, I want to work with this person. And why not push each other? You know, why not take advantage of being on that same canvas and saying like, let's put out the best shit we could both put out together. And, you know, I said that James and I have known each other for 20 years. You know, I mean, 
I think I can speak for both of us that when we send each other a file, the last thing I want to be is the person who fucks it up. Like I want to be the person where <laughs> yeah, I want to, I want to receive the text message and we both end up getting it. Cause like, we just know each other and been there so long, but you know, I want to get that text message. That's like, damn, it's hot. That's hot. You know? And, mm-hmm. and like knowing yeah. just like, Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So, so I, I did my part. Right. Because, yeah. because it, it, it I guess it's, it still doesn't even matter if you're making an artwork that's, you know, it's going to be uh, put on the market, if it's just going to be something that you want to slap up, if it's something that's going to be a mural piece, like it doesn't matter the function. The angle is how can you put that best work together because you're harnessing these two energies? Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, I don't know if people I don't I don't know if that's something that people want to talk about, don't want to talk about that competitive element of collaboration. But I think it's beautiful. I think it's the most beautiful part of collaboration. Yeah, I, I don't I hadn't really thought about it a whole lot until, you know, this um, until you guys hit me up and, you know, asked me about that. So, yeah, it's it's definitely something I'm going to pay more attention to in the future. So, um, yeah, but I, I think it's great. I, you know, a little healthy competition sure. pushes you. Yeah. Um, so you, you've mentioned uh, digital art a few times and obviously that's it's a huge topic now. Uh, digital art and NFTs um, and NFTs in general, there's been a huge push of collaborations. Like these artists from around the globe are now collaborating together, not only to, you know, make something to post on Instagram, but to make works of art that are selling and leveraging kind of who they are as artists. Um, Mm -hmm. Have you been following that at all? And what are your thoughts on how that's kind of changing the scope of art? Yeah, I ha- I mean NFTs in general, I I've been paying a little bit of attention to them. Um, kind of an interesting angle that kind of came across my radar was um, the it's weird too. I I don't know, but the environmental impact of NFTs, and I don't know how mm-hmm. big it is, but some people are kind of like you know uh, you know uh, maybe it's alarmist, maybe it's not, but people saying that how much uh, server load it takes to do NFTs and stuff like that to trade them and all that. But um, that was the first thing that came across my radar about NFTs. And then I started looking at them and finding out about some of these artists who's, you know, like Nyan Cat selling for, I don't know how much millions of dollars or whatever. And I was like, what does that, what is, (laughs) something is different here, you know, because I haven't seen this before. But as far as collabs and NFTs, I haven't really been paying attention to that much. So that's another thing that uh, that I need to, you know, look into for sure. Yeah. And I, and I think it's, it's interesting because, I mean, we think of a lot of these sticker artists and street artists and they have like one iconic character and they just, you know, remake it in different ways. Right. And we're seeing mm-hmm. now in the NFT world, it's just one character remade 10,000 times. And this, you know, a lot of times by a computer, but sometimes you know, there's actually humans drawing them and they're, they're just selling them. And it's just like, wait, what? And it's like, you think about for years, all these artists that have been doing the same thing and just putting on a sticker, slapping and then moving forward. Right. And being like, well, this is what I do for fun, but I have to, I have to go get a real job because I can't make money off of this. And these artists are like, no, I'm a millionaire off some. Yeah. 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 Um, No, but the cat, I've paid special attention to the, the collaboration aspect of the whole thing. And I think it's really cool, you know, as a digital artist, um, seeing how the internet has just changed art in general. And this is the next plateau of that, just connecting people to be able to not only make art, um, but sustain a living over it. 
and put some legitimacy into digital art and and you know a lot of the stuff that you know before was just stuff that you put in a sketchbook or you know oh you're you're a digital artist but what do you do like to make money and now it's like no I'm mm-hmm. a digital artist I make money this is I'm an artist this is my passion and you know people pay me for it and it's it's cool you know yeah. because it's specific to to our topic uh for this episode you know some of the platforms that uh or the, like the the NFT curation uh platforms uh, they've incorporated collaboration tools into their actual systems which is which is genius because what it does is it takes off it takes off that uh the element of exchange of the monetary exchange, right? So let's say, Dave, let's say you and I uh, decided to work on a piece, right? And I go through the minting process of uploading it onto the blockchain, et cetera. All I have to write is in the collaboration section, I write, you know, I, you, I put in your, your wallet address. And as soon as this thing, as soon as this thing is purchased, the profit is just split. And we don't even have to, we don't even have to put our hands on to deciding who gets what, or what. it's just already done. And I, I think, that's a that's something else that that's pretty interesting as well, um, especially if you are taking on a project with a stranger, right? Because mm-hmm. now you're just like, uh, you know, there's this trust element in it, regardless, like you, that you have to establish. But now it's sort of like, oh, I don't have to worry about this person backing out of it because now we have this we have this thing set up, which is mm-hmm. a nice tool, and it gives you an opportunity now to work with even more people, people you would never work with before, because you can you can have this uh, this established or pre-established. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, uh, I'm interested. You said that Peel was brought back for a moment. Um, I have two questions about it. How do you think it helped the sticker community? I I, I saw I talked about maybe giving everybody a central location, but but as the founder, uh, you know, as a co-founder, what do you think was uh, the greatest aspect of Peel Magazine? Oh wow, that's that's difficult to say exactly. Um, I, I will say that I think it inspired a lot of people to get into sticker art in the first place. Like they found this magazine on the shelf at Borders or Barnes and Noble or whatever at the time. And uh, Tower Records was another big one. Oh. But um, uh, RIP, you know, but. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Man, I was but, super uh, nostalgic when you said it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, anyway, uh, people would find it on the shelf and be like, oh, wow, this is like a legitimate, you know, art form. Like these, you know, there's a whole magazine about it. And um, so I think it got people interested and there were stickers in the magazine that you could peel out and slap. Mm -hmm. So, um, so I think that got people interested and they saw other artists and said, Oh yeah, I want to get on board with this. And uh, I I didn't know how many people I, I, there's no way to know how many people got inspired, but uh, eventually I, I ended up talking to scam out of Portland, S K A M. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, he told me that he was, it was peel that got him started making stickers wow. and wheat paste and stuff. Wow. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that was kind of cool. Cause I had been seeing his art for, you know, several years at that point. And then I was like, wow, you know, I didn't know that peel inspired him until he told me that. Um, but yeah, maybe the inspiration that it caused, like it, sure. it maybe kind of, I don't know. I mean, stickers have been around for a while um, as far as like street on the street. And uh, so, I mean, it was happening, but it just, I think it kind of blew up a little after, you know, after Peel kind of pushed it to more people. And 
So that might be the greatest aspect, the inspiration. Because, you know, I, I feel like the more people, the better that are making stickers and putting them up, you know, let's blanket the whole city, you know? Yeah, abso- absolutely. You know, uh, when I think of stickers, I think of accessibility, right? I think of mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's you're not, you're not creating, a, you're not trying to create a profit margin that's out of everybody's league. It's most, most are even free, you know what I'm saying? We, we could just distribute them as Jay has passed them out at a bar, right? You just, mm-hmm. you just there just having, having a drink and you're like, oh, I make stickers here. Take some, slap it, mm-hmm. you know, slap it on somewhere. And I've done exchanges on, on through Instagram where just talking to people and just saying, hey, yo, let me send you a set. And then, and then, you know, there's the exchange that's happening just like that. Mm-hmm. I think that's, I, to me, that's a, that's one of the beautiful aspects about stickers. Um, I wasn't always, I, I'm not by any means will claim to be a sticker, a sticker artist. Uh, but during the pandemic, it was a great time for me to start developing and designing um, some some images that I thought like, oh, these would be cool. I think people would, would you know, people would appreciate these just visually or, you know, using it on their own on their own surfaces. And, yeah, I think accessibility. That's what I think. I think accessibility when I think about stickers is that everybody can enjoy them. There's just, mm-hmm. you know, kids love them. Adults have use for them. So it's really cool. Um Will Peel make a return? Do you hope that it returns to print? Well, what's kind of happening now is it's kind of becoming like a publishing label. So mm-hmm. um, the first book, well, the first book we did was called Peel the Art of the Sticker. Okay. And um, it's out of print now, but um, you can still pick it up uh, here and there. Uh, bookstores are on, uh, on Amazon or, you know, okay. places like that. But um yeah, so that was the first book, and we worked with a publisher on that. Um, uh, they're no longer in business, but the um, the next one that we did was several years later, and that was the uh, the posse. Peel has a posse book, mm-hmm. and um, we self published that basically. So um, that was the first one, and then the Kizuku project with uh, you know with uh, most deaf step into the ozone. That was the second one or the third one. Um, and um, it just, I don't know. It just, people started hitting me up. They're like, I got an idea for a book. Do you want to oh. hear it? And um, there's a, there's a local uh, graffiti writer um, essay here in Indianapolis. And he and I are already talking about, you know, the fourth book. And right. um, we have planned one with Chris, Robots Will Kill. Um yeah. So that one's a book of post-it note art that he's done. Mm. And uh, that one's called um, keep me posted. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. But um, that one, and then um, it's not, I don't know if it's necessarily a peel, you know, like uh, peel, like branded book, but um, we're working on one for canvas, the, uh, the art show with uh, that no love city is putting together, which is art okay. on cans. Okay. So that's another one. So we've got like all these projects lined up and, oh, and I have to mention the other one too. Um, it's a collab with, um, with um, uh, Mighty Rogue Press is the, the label, but um, that one is, we're in the very early stages of that one, but um, it is, you know, it's kind of cool that it's a collab because um, Anthony um, Gilbert, that uh, hit me up about doing this he um he's more from the like uh um kind of like uh creative nonfiction side of things 
So, um, and then I'm kind of more from the like visual, like images of, of street art. And um, so the collaboration there is like, we have, we're going to put words and pictures together and kind of amplify both. So the, uh, the, the, the idea is that the pictures will have more meaning with the words and the words will have more meaning with the images to go with them. So um, that's called Urban X at the time right now. It's kind of a working title. We don't know for sure if that's going to be the final name of it, but we're putting on a couple of Zoom conferences um, to get feedback from people about what are the issues in their city and how does art kind of play into that. Very cool. So, and then there will be like poetry essays, um, you know, like uh, just all kinds of nonfiction writing to go with the images so that's That's awesome i look forward to all of those Um, yeah definitely keep us posted um i would snag up that that chris book um in a second yeah (laughs) people have been asking for that for years like since he's been been doing the post-it note art um people have been saying you got to make a book of this and we started yeah. talking about it years ago and, you know, it's coming to fruition. So um, that's probably going to be next year sometime. So, okay. Awesome. Uh, awesome. Awesome. We have a segment. Yeah. Okay. You want me? Okay. So, yeah. uh, so we, we usually end every episode with the same segment uh, and it's called copy collab erase. So the premise here is we're going to give you, uh, in this case, three artists um, that have are either known to collaborate uh, or, you know, we're in collaborative circles uh, in their art. Um, and you're going to have to tell us out of these three artists, which one uh, would you copy, whether it be their life or their art or their style, uh, who you would love to collaborate with. Uh, and then someone has to go. So copy, collab, erase. Uh, the three people are Shepard Ferry, Keith Herring, and Cause. Oh man, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. Um, I mean, the the artist that I I know because I have collaborated with Shepard Ferry, so okay, um, so and that went really well. Um, okay, and so he would be the one that I would collaborate with again. Okay, um, and copy. I I love. Keith Haring style. I mean, I've seen people do similar things with, um, so I, he gets copied a lot, sure. I guess, but I would totally, and I, I feel like it kind of fits with my whole like Dave two kind of like mm, just playfulness, I guess you would say. Yeah. Cause uh, Haring's art has that like playful, you know, kind of feel to it. Sure it does. Um, and cause I, I love cause, but I guess he has to go. Somebody has to go. <laughs> Somebody has to go. Yeah. Yeah. So we can we can put the pressure back on ourselves now. Uh Jay, what did you oh, what were you I thinking got, when you came up with this list? Oh, I gotta do it first. Um, yeah, absolutely. So I'll go with I would collaborate with Harry. Um, and this is me putting myself in the past. And hoping yeah. that during this collaboration, I'm hanging out with all the other cool artists. Yeah. And, and I, I end up in a bunch of black and white photos. That like, you yeah. know, oh, here, here he was hanging out with Herring and Basquiat. And all these people were chilling downtown. So that's that's my goal there. <laughs> um, I would 
is a tough one. I'd copy Cause, um, because I love him as an artist. Uh, and I think he he he's teetering line between like I don't know this street art esque style of stuff that he does. Plus, it's also also like branded commercial work it's just weird it's just stuff that you would never think that's like they're gonna build a huge statue you know in midtown with this guy's character um yeah i mean this guy he basically invented like the you know art world mickey mouse it's like i don't know it's it's just crazy (laughs) um so then i mean shepherd fairy has to go even though i love him as well but that's my breakdown i think i'm gonna collaborate with cause um I think there's a lot to learn there of how to navigate industries uh, using art. Um, while, you know, definitely like while alive and being able to experience and endure all of all of the trials and tribulations that come with being an artist uh, trying to navigate the world. I want to copy Shepard Ferry in understanding the power of art and um, the impact that art can make. And um, I'm going to erase Herring uh, because I know deep down inside how much I love him. But for this for this conversation, I'm going with the other two. <laughs> Blasphemous. <laughs> Dave, uh, One Love Art Sessions uh, definitely wants to be a collaborator for Collaborary. So um, we look forward to watching the journey up until February. We want you to know that uh, we are on board for assistance, for help. And uh, we think it's exciting. And we want as many people, whether they're our listeners or strangers to participate. So we want to see it succeed. Think this is a great idea. And um, yeah, we're down. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, and uh, so uh, going up into that point, um, where can our listeners find you? uh what's the best way to kind of see your stuff uh get updates etc yeah yeah um right now i just have the url collaborary uh pointing to the instagram page so um it's it's pretty easy to find it either way um i'm i'm looking at building like a site about it you know and putting some more information on there because what I'd really like to do, um, you know, pie in the sky kind of like um, thing is to have several open collabs like shown on the, on the page um, that kind of like help you have opportunities. So you have some Mm. fuel, like um, it would be cool if there were, there was an open collab available for, you know, like 28 open collabs and I don't think that's that's too hard to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that way, say, you know, you you don't find someone for a particular day to collab with. You can go to one of those open collabs and just do your own thing with it. That's so cool. um, that's kind of the idea I have. Um, you know, I have five months to get the site up and going. So, um, yeah. And I would probably roll it out maybe like on February 1st, you know, and just here's the new site you can come to find a you know find an open collab to do or and and then it would be nice also i think to post some of the best collabs on you know a page as well so that's kind of the the ideas i have and it's just a matter of how much time i have to to make that happen and you know i want to 
put it out there too that anybody that maybe has some design skills and wants to get down with that um, some web design skills because I can do it I used to hand code html and then I started using wordpress after that and now my dave2 site is um, big cartel because it's pretty you know it's pretty functional like what you can do with that there's right. quite a bit of uh, quite a bit of um, just customizability i guess um so yeah those are some ideas i have and you know i would be happy to collaborate with anybody that wants to um, jump in and like make that idea better with their own ideas and it's not a commercial it's not a commercial venture at all i i don't expect to make money on this um it, it comes from my the my own experiences from collaborating that have given me so much i want to invite other people into that like uh circle of, yeah. of collaboration so that's very cool yeah definitely cool Thank so you. collaborate on on instagram and you are dave too on instagram correct yes that is dave correct um, it's it's that's my name but my handle is dave makes stickers One Love Art Sessions couldn't have been complete without the wonderful guests and even more so, our wonderful community. And you, our listeners, we'd truly appreciate it if you took some time to rate and review the podcast. With your help, we could increase listenership and get these incredible stories and messages out to a greater audience. The music used in this podcast was created by Pound, aka Chris Lee. Thanks for listening. Subscribe. One Love. One Love.